the Fox show, um, you're listening, you're tuning in in your car somewhere, you're watching, you're wondering who are these guys, you know, I stumbled on, Christopher Walken's on the show, I'm not sure, is he? Maybe. <laughs> This week on the What the Falk Show. How the fuck are you? This is Connor Falk. This is the What the Falk Show. Witty informational conversation found in interviews, or at least I hope. And today the conversation is about Planet of the Apes, amazing Falcon movies. And the question that we have today is, if this trilogy, if number three is good, is this one of the better trilogies like of all time? Is this like the most solid trilogy of the last 15 years? I think it begs the question with a quality movie like this. You listen to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, Direct, my parents' phone, and the text message I just Falcon sent you because I don't care. I'll send you the text message. I'll send you a Falcon email too. My guest this week, uh, Brooks Heatherly from The Brooks Show hey. and from No Bullshit. What's up? How's Overall friend. That's We'll just keep it at that. Who loves movies and we want to talk about this. Just a couple of dudes talking about yeah. a couple of cool movies. Yeah, and you got a pretty cool shirt on with like, is that uh, Nefertiti or? It's a King Tut. King Tut. Nice. Yeah, it's my spirit animal. Powerful person, so you got yeah. a lot going on, I think. It's in honor of the mummy and Tom Cruise and movies and uh, summer and having fun. Yeah, the mummy. What'd you think of that? Let's just get it over with. Yes or no? I didn't see it yet. Good. I, I, yeah, I need to need to watch it. I really like the original mummy with Brendan Fraser. That's the correct answer, because the original one was awesome. The Tom Cruise one I was can, not good. I can comment on that plenty. I've seen yeah, that movie that was a hundred times. It's amazing. Great sequels. Yeah. The Rock becomes the Scorpion. Mm-hmm. The rock scorpion, the workian, something like that. Yeah, and scorpions are part of the earth as well as the animals. The apes are part of the earth. Chimps, chimpanzees, orangutans. And then we jump into the planet of the apes world. Now, let's talk about the first five movies. There were five movies. It's got a history. Started, there was a book in 1963, Mm -hmm. a French book, right? They make the movie in 1968 starring Charlton Heston and a bunch of other old actors. I don't know. Why the fuck would I? And then, I think Roddy McDowell was one of them. Some kind of McDowell guy from Lost in Space was in it, I think. But then, they made a movie every year from 1978, 1960, yeah. or 1968, 1973, a pl- five Planet of the Eight movies. So, man. They're all, they're all classics. I mean, that's a, that's a serious franchise. I, I almost forgot about it. We were earlier talking about the new ones coming out, and then people forget five were yeah. out before, like by the 80s. And there's a, there's a long history there, but whether or not that it's not really like connected yeah but it is for our like people older than us it was a big time franchise that everyone knew about and saw oh yeah and there's there's so many good ones and there's also the remake the tim burton like 2001 uh, version so we've got like three different worlds of apes and over what 10 movies now is this the 10th one wait three Uh, something like that i think that'd be nine so we're at nine right now and that's if it ends well i'm down but if they get to 10 and it actually works then I'd be happy to see that too. Uh, totally. One question I would ask is: You went to film school at Florida, in Florida, right? Sure. By the ocean, where all the Floridians hang uh, out. Yeah. And uh, you said you watched some of these movies before, so you'd actually seen a lot, some. Of the oh one yeah, I mean, uh, uh, like the like a, the t- 2001 or 2000 version with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. That kind of came out right when I started high school. Okay. And it brought back the Planet of the Apes. That was kind of, I guess, the second wave. It wasn't as big a deal as. These ones that are coming out now is like a new trilogy. Yeah. But anyway, it was like a Tim Burton movie too, which was another uh, person I was a fan of back then. I watched all of his movies. And when they came out with that, it was crazy. And I also remember at the same time going back and hadn't watched like all five original ones. First one with Charles and Heston. I think he's in the first two. And then they switch off, and then it's like the apes are starring. I think McDowell is like the main ape. Yeah, he's the, the one that you're talking about. We talked about the Mark Wahlberg one, Tim Burton. Very a lot of hype 
I yeah. went and saw it one of the first two weekends. Yeah. You probably did too. So a lot of people, our parents totally. especially, wanted to see a Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, and they, they grew up with that. And it was it had a creative idea too. I mean, the new ones do as well. But the, the idea back then was kind of different too because it was like, okay, a, a lot of it was them dressing up the apes. Yeah. And they did better makeup. The old ones had ape costumes and... And it, it was cool and it was classic and old school, yeah. but it wasn't very realistic or or uh, would hold up now. It, look, it would look like a cheesy costume. Well, let's start with this. So you start with number one, which obviously 1968, Planet of the Apes. It's mm-hmm. based off that French book in 1963. and it, I actually read the book as well. You read the book? Holy yeah. shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was really into it in all of it in high school. And the book is very different. I don't I don't want to like go too deep into it. Interesting. But, but it sets it up. But really, like the first movie is what more set up the franchise because it had a lot of different changes yeah. in the movie and the way they did it. Especially, I mean, I don't know if you want to go too far into like spoilers or no. I don't want to like, spoil plots. I mean, we could talk about but, part of it. Though. I think part of the interesting things when I was looking at it is that I mean, it's it's like forty years old. I don't know. It's, I think yeah. if you haven't seen it by now, it's okay to say like most people know that the ending. Yeah, it's in it's on Earth. Yeah, they come well, up. He's, to like he he goes statue. on the Icarus, which we're going to get to because they actually mentioned the Icarus in the prequel that started the whole franchise, which we're about to see the third one tonight. Mm-hmm. He talked about Icarus leaving. He's on Icarus. He's a obviously a, a, a pilot on that. They think they go through a wormhole or some kind of time inflection. Yeah, end up in a different world, but really it's obviously Earth a long time ago. Right? Yeah, yeah. So and, and one thing that they talked about that I didn't know they call him Bright Eyes, mm-hmm. which is what they call Caesar's mom in the new movie. The, mm-hmm. the new one that came out, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So that was an homage that I didn't know they about. They used the bright eyes. They used yeah. the bright eyes, which people watching the original would get, which I thought was interesting. And that's and then, what's different about the, the original series and this series too, is that it was like the original one was the human was the fish out of water. Yeah. Because he lands on a planet of apes already. Yeah. And then this one that we're watching now, the modern trilogy, is like the ape becomes smart. And then, like, kind of, he's the fish out Ape of water. Ape is fish out of water, yeah. And then he creates his world. And, that, and that's, like, what I was getting at with the differences in the story, basically, I, without trying to, like, spoil it all. But well, one thing, I want to get to that. I think it's cool. It all connects. Cool. And to me, it's actually more of an all-connected trilogy than yeah, people think, yeah. actually. Because the one thing I noticed, which I, when I re- read on it, which I didn't think about before, is interesting, is it talks about the class society, obviously. It's a universal, just a lot of um, metaphors for different things that we go through in society. But mm-hmm. the apes are the military people and the cops. The chimps are the um, scientists and doctors. And then the orangutans were like the politicians. In the old in, movies? In the old movies. Yeah. So I didn't know that they actually had different classes for the orangutans too, which it more makes yeah. it like a human kind of species. Yeah, and it's like part of the whole thing where um, on the original one, and actually the Mark Wahlberg one is kind of the same kind of story as well because basically it's a human from our Earth like landing on the planet of the apes. Yeah. And that's the difference because yeah. it's like it's already been set up. A lot of times it seems like it's been going for like 50 or 100 years maybe. Yeah. They, 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 they downplay how long it's been going. But it's very different than what they're doing now where we've seen it like happen where the, where the, it's, it starts in normal place and then the we see it get out of start hand. to take over. Well, yeah. after the first one, so Charlton Heston at the end, captain of the Icarus, finds that it's the Statue of Liberty. He's been on Earth the whole time and mm-hmm. in some terrible future. And he's pissed because nuclear you know, devices caused that. And that's actually what happened. Because number two, beneath the Planet of the Apes, 
probably one of the weirdest ones. I've actually never seen. I've only read stuff about mm-hmm. it, but underground humans who can like read minds. Like, like the right. Time Machine, if you've read that book, that also had the same kind of thing where there were people that were underground so long, they, they learned, they like couldn't go outside, they had weird eyes and they had like a power, right? It was always with the brain. And, yeah, yeah. Because they, they're down there. It was the same was thing with these guys. from radiation, I think, or something. From radiation. Another yeah. guy looking for Charlton Heston, another pilot lands, right? So we're still yeah. in the future mm-hmm. and he finds them and then basically... That's so crazy you recapping it because I can, I can remember it. I've seen yeah. those movies... But I wouldn't say I'm. I can remember all of it. It's like I yeah. saw it a long time ago. But the, for the second one, yeah, I totally remember. It was. It was a weird sequel. Yeah. And it was basically that's what it was. It was a sequel, and it had Charlton Heston, but it was kind of like half Charlton Heston, and then the, he. I don't think he wanted to do the whole movie or something. Well, like he just that. has the big payoff because he blows up the planet. And yeah. He, and I think it's okay to say this because it all sets up because they're really redoing and a lot it's of not, it. You, you can't start. You can't spoil movies that are like forty years old. No. That's another and, thing. and the second one is like when you talk about we're talking about a solid franchise. What we're talking about this is the new Apes franchise, one of the best trilogies we've had like the last fifteen years, right? Right. So far, all the movies have been watchable and solid. And nowadays, you have trilogies where one of them is just awful you know and one was amazing or they're all terrible yeah. it's hard to get three actual solid ones and it was the third one that I think had also a lot of similarities with the new franchise is that I thought brought it back like it went down in the two and the three everyone was like holy fuck like this is good hence right. they could make two more movies after that that's, right that's so was, yeah. escape from the planet of the apes basically the chimps with roddy mcdowell i think is one of those characters his character yeah he's like the main guy he escapes chimp. with this girl before charlton heston blows up the planet lands in some kind of space thing in the past mm-hmm. on earth and in, in san francisco right yeah they become celebs that's the coolest deal. one that one's so much fun right it's the most it's like the, it really oh, set yeah. everything up i think yeah. that's probably one of the bigger motivations for the new franchise is what that started because that looked into so much and it was just it was cool and it was done like it at the time i think it was kind of like 80s movie and it was set in the present they came to the present, you know. So yeah. So, but now that's the '80s, and it's funny. They go on TV, yeah, and they do stuff, and they kind of like try to integrate in society. But then, uh, I think I, again now that I can't remember some of the spoilers, but well, it, it goes into the other ones too. Well, but ultimately, the theme of these movies would be fear, right? Of what humans and now we find out all creatures will do when they're fearful for the people they love and themselves. They're not going to think rationally. Yeah. And it's all the lack of communication and why didn't you listen to me here or trust me here of why these terrible things happen between these two species, right? It's kind of what leads to that. And we have that in our own infighting with human beings. So it's kind of like a big blah, 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 Disney movie metaphor for that if you look at it. Sure. But in that movie as well, so they become celebs, but they still become eventually like the enemy, right? Because people are afraid. They hear about the future. They're pissed. They want to get rid of the apes. The fear starts happening. They switch out their baby named Caesar for Mm -hmm. a circus baby. That's right? the original Caesar. That's the original Caesar. So again, right. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, another homage. Not only Bright Eyes, who played his mother, which was Charlton Heston, the first one, he is Caesar. He's the yeah. It's I mean, he's I the think protagonist it's even whole more than a homage. To be honest, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's just like a retelling of the story. Exactly. Because the main the main thing is in those original movies, the original series was Caesar's like the one that starts. Yeah. The the ball rolling on the apes taking over. He's like and the that, smartest. Yeah, he be he like he's like the first leader, and and it, it's and if you want to talk about another homage, then I mean his initial one is basing him on the real Caesar, yeah, in history, Julius Caesar, yeah. right? And he was like a, a, a formidable leader, yeah, and very like dominant in in politics and stuff like that, and that's kind of like where they they go with that is in the original one they call him Caesar, and then the new one it's kind of just retelling that story yeah. in a different a different way in a different 
I think, very interesting new way. Which leads on to almost Rise and Dawn together, which mm-hmm. is the fourth movie, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Now, this is a world where another disease happens. It's in the future, right? But mm-hmm. only only pets die. Only cats and dogs die in this world. So apes mm-hmm. become like our, our slaves, basically. So another metaphor, right? Yeah. Maybe it's all like corporations and then and then apes being like the janitors and stuff like that, which it's in that, a lot of movies. One, yeah, that's, that's one's a lot to do with um, the rise of the Planet of the Apes, too. Yeah. Because... I mean, it's di- it's definitely further along in in the original or the older one. Yeah. But the the essential idea is humans trying to use the apes as pets, and then eventually even further, when they they get further along, and the apes are like servants and assistants. Exactly. And they do grunt work, and they're janitors and cops. Yeah. And that's where it gets so far. When it gets so far, they they eventually kind of have enough numbers to rebel yeah and they figure out they're in a lot of ways they're stronger and they get smarter well i think the interesting part is that in the new movies caesar is the first of his kind of those kind of apes Mm -hmm. i don't think there's any way in the new movies the way they do it that they would ever become pets because they can talk and they can uh Mm -hmm. analyze and they're extremely smart and comprehend really more things than a lot of humans right so Mm -hmm. there i don't think there's any way that they would so i think it's a different world where they made these apes because now we're in the 2000s you know whatever it's got to be more intense it was never as domestic as the old ones yeah like like you're saying like the new ones they were never really even hardly enslaved like once they got smart and rise they they bailed yeah he had it all planned out right so it's a different it's a totally different version and yeah like you're saying it's more made more exciting and more uh I guess maybe realistic. Yeah, so we're almost arrived. We go conquest. We're talking about here on the on the What the Fuck show with my friend Brooks Headley. Yeah, hell yeah. Show. Thanks no for having me on. Yeah. He talks about things. Good stuff. Uh, we're friends, and uh, most times, especially when we're talking about movies, we're talking about Planet of the Apes. Gotta love some movies. Gotta love some movies. We think, hey, my little brother said this might be one of the best trilogies, even though he hasn't seen many movies. He's still right to say the last ten years, mm-hmm. fifteen years, this might be like the most pound for pound, most, I, I one of the most that. solid movies. When you brought like, that franchise. up earlier, I thought it too because. I mean, it's definitely thought out. Yeah. It's planned, and they've got an arc, yeah. which is important. And I don't know if, if it is like going to be an ending on a trilogy. Yeah. I feel like they'll make more movies. Well, don't you feel like it, it's the cool part, too, is we'll finish talking about the fifth one in the original franchise, but it almost feels like it still ties into all that, which yeah. makes it like a huge just world, which is cool. To like yeah. Now, when I read about it and watch the movies that I didn't know about, there's not a lot of movies for me and TV shows that I haven't seen that mm-hmm. someone could surprise me with. And then I find out there was movies 30 years ago in a certain franchise that would... Yeah. They're pretty obscure now. I mean, yeah. everyone's seen the original, but to see maybe like the four other ones, a lot of people seen the Mark Wahlberg one because it's newer too. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely like... I think they're still good. I would stay, say recommend seeing them if you liked any of the other Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. But definitely it's different style. It's a very 70s style. Um, the first one is, is kind of classically made. And then the other ones, the sequels, they turn into more like traditional 70s and 80s movies. Exactly. Exactly. And if anybody out there, while they're listening with the Folk Show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Padre, my parents' phone, any text message I sent you, or any kind of social media at my WTF show, you can find these movies. Like I said, 1968, 1973, five movies. First, Planet of the Apes. Two is Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Three, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Four, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. And five, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which is, might be more like this one that we're about to watch, the, the third one, mm-hmm. in that they basically fight humans and apes on the same side together to finally get what they want. So there's always going to be a bad egg faction of people who don't value life, you know, and are douches, you know. And I think they show that even more 
as we get to the trilogy that we have now for why we're here is the new Rise 2011 starting. Yeah. Now it's 2017. Brought to watch the third one. James Franco. James. That's so crazy that we're saying this. For one of the trilogies <laughs> we think could be the best of all time, James Franco James is Franco. like the patient zero for when it started. He, he started it all. He started it all. He is a scientist. He's working on an Alzheimer's drug. His father, played by John Lithgow, who's awesome, also has Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's personally involved in this. He has a ape come in, bright eyes, which is the caller. Back to you know what they called Charlton Heston. Yeah, exactly. She's caught in like Africa or the jungle or something. Comes through, and they try this new one one two, hundred and twelve basically virus. It is a virus. They call it that on the brain to try to fix the Alzheimer's. And they're obviously testing it on the apes. Yeah. Caesar's mom is the first one to get tested. She already shows intelligence increased immediately, right? Mm-hmm. But then she freaks out at a meeting or whatever when they're trying to talk about it James Franco's trying to pitch it and uh, she freaks out they don't know why she gets shot turns out she had a baby it was Caesar the little Caesar again here we go the, the chosen little Caesars. one I think the, the common thing that we have is that the comment of why Caesar is so different than these two people is he's born mm-hmm. he, they're the only ones born like post intelligence in the apes yeah right they go they go about it first generation explaining how the apes got smarter yeah and like everything you said, it's a nice recap because I've I've seen that movie a bunch when it came out. Yeah. But now that you say, I totally remember the the first movie is hardly even an action movie. I mean, there's a lot of cool at the end, parts. but it's more setting it up. Which is it's great. setting it's up so and good. it's scientific and exactly. there's experiments. Yeah. And it's very nerdy at some points. It's still it's still a fine blockbuster. Every kind everyone likes kind of movie, but but a lot of it's the stuff you're talking about, which is cool because they actually don't go into a lot of the reasons in the original movies of why the apes got smarter and yeah. started to talk. How does like that make the sense? Specifics. Exactly. I think it's there, and maybe I'm just not remembering all of it. And I know it might be similar kind of things, but it's definitely not like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. where they're like totally getting into oh, this is what we did an experiment on. We're talking about brain function. Yeah. They're trying to. It's almost like a like they did a steroid for the brain. Yeah. Instead of pumping up your muscles. Well, part of it was if you get green eyes, that shows the virus is in. So like his mom mm-hmm. got green eyes. They changed. Yeah. After yeah. she, that's why part of what they called her bright eyes, and then Caesar had green eyes. Mm-hmm. And so he's the first generation of having this in his DNA. And after the mom dying, obviously they want to shut it all down. And the the you know the doctor guy is like, hey, I don't want to kill the thirteenth guy. You gotta you gotta falcon do it, James Franco. James Franco takes us home and sees how smart this falcon ape is. Yeah, gives John Lithgow the same virus, and it makes his Alzheimer's better. And it's amazing family they make. You know this little mm-hmm. ape Caesar, a little human. You know at the age of two, he's doing like eight year old human like schoolwork kind of stuff. Yeah, so he's just yeah. getting so much smarter and really. They have little metaphors they talk about or little comments here and there about the girlfriend saying how, you know, I, I think it's beautiful, but I also fear them. And I think it's appropriate to fear them. And she was right because with that power and strength yeah. and that intelligence, we as humans, we're obsolete. Yeah, it sets it up for them. I mean, definitely being as smart as humans. Yeah. And then they, it seems like they even pass it. Yeah. And when you add in their physical strengths advantages yeah advantages like just in muscle and survival and climbing trees and shit yeah like that that's that's where it gets real deadly for us so you have this ape who has an incredible ability and a lot of potential and unfortunately he gets taken to some government society and of course draco malfoy that douche i don't know the real actor's name but you know his character draco malfoy and harry potter he's like the douchey blonde guy 
Did you ever see any of those movies? I saw Harry Potter. He's like the the, the blonde kid. Yeah, he's like rich family or whatever. Mm-hmm. His whole family's like part I of Slytherin yeah, yeah. or the bad guy's family, right? Yeah. He is like this douchey guard at the facility where they have these different animals. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, and the he's one like that electrocuting them, and he's right. making them hard because that's one of the thing. The thing I thought about, which is so sad in that movie and this trilogy in general, is that it was so unavoidable. If he would have just treated them with some respect and care, he wouldn't have created such animals. And that's how humans. I don't think humans animals start evil right there might be Mm -hmm. some bad eggs but i think they're conditioned to become evil or good yeah i think i think a lot of it has to do with the like aggression too it's just yeah males and and some animals they just have like more hormones that promote fighting and and violence and instead of talking you fight and then the apes used to be solely about fighting but then they become like talkers and smart yeah which is is like part of it but yeah yeah i could totally i totally see what you're saying and that one, the whole setup too for the first movie is highly avoidable because it not only sets up the apes, but it also like sets up what happens to the humans. Yeah. So yeah. there's like a double kind of edge, I guess, double edge. Yeah. Sword. So we, we talk about Draco Malfoy. He's a douche. He makes Caesar mad, and then we mm-hmm. see much like the third one, Caesar's uses his intelligence, and uh, we don't want to we don't give it all too much, but he uh, he makes apes pretty important he breaks out yeah he starts like a population he steals some of the new virus the 113 they made which is what ends humanity basically they say hey we can make some money here let's go ahead and uh and increase this let's let's put it out there when james trick saying we don't know what's going to do we don't we have to do more testing we can't do this right koba who's the douche bad guy in the second one ape he's the one when they're trying it on him the gas gets out hits a human and he gets it and that's patient zero and he mm-hmm. passes it on and that's how humanity ends so it's, it's crazy. It's and they show that at the end, which is really cool because he's a pilot. So he gets on the plane and you see all yeah. the places he's going. And it was funny because they had a thing like that with AIDS. I don't know if you ever saw the band played on. It's an HBO like movie. Mm-hmm. And one of the main guys who it used to be, it's kind of debunked now. I don't know, but it was a guy who was a a, a, a pilot and he was flying to all these places and obviously yeah, having those... sex and all these different places. So he was spreading it everywhere. And then from there, so it was like patient zero of like a. I remember place, another movie time. too. Like I think it was with Matt Damon. It was like Contagion or something. Yeah. And the, she was flying a lot. There was a thing like that there. Yeah. I don't know if they did the map shot, but but totally, yeah. And that's the, the virus is what I was talking about, and it's kind of like I don't know. I almost would say that's like a, a the same kind of thing. It's like it's like they screwed themselves twice. Exactly. You know, because making smart apes is one thing. Yeah. But then like putting this virus out and and kind of like shutting down society after a while. I think a lot of people die. Yeah. By the next movie. Yeah, well, by the next movie, you have... I mean, one thing I want to drop, though, they talk about Icarus. They actually have a quick news video where it says Icarus leaving now and then, like, up into space to go to Mars. And then another newspaper showing where is Icarus lost in space. So that also connects. It's like the same thing. Basically, Rise becomes a prequel... Yeah, it's the same of universe. The first, it's the same universe. At yeah, because one of those astronauts, like Charlton Heston or Mark Wahlberg, could have just came out of that exactly that world. So they connected by that, which is cool. So it still yeah. has me thinking: Are they all connected? Which is awesome. It seems like that. I mean, it totally. I think. I think a part of it is too. Like I was saying, they didn't explain some of this stuff as much, like as much about Caesar, and, and a lot of Caesar's story in the original was very different too. Yeah. So they kind of changed a few things, but it's still the same core setup. And it just kind of focuses on different times in the, in there too. Which makes you think, like, if you can make five movies in five years, people are watching that shit. 
yeah, people are into it. World. So they're it's just funny. thinking, we can use so many good plot points and ideas and put them into three movies, hopefully, and then you don't have that necessary unnecessary number two, which didn't really do much, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like those random ones, which didn't really help. So, we t- so then we go to Dawn, which to me, like this movie was one of those surprising movies. It was, I think, 2014, 2013, where you were like, you did not see, you forgot that it was coming out. Because yeah. it wasn't a superhero movie. It wasn't a big action movie. We were always usually watching movies together. I don't think we even remembered. Like, oh, yeah, The Second Planet of the Apes. Oh, fuck it. I think it was 2014 pretty... or 2015. But, yeah, so, yeah it was somewhere right there. And then there. you remember, you're like, that first that first one was actually pretty good, right? Yeah, James wanna... Franco. Well, yeah, I know, but it was still pretty good. It, yeah, it didn't have James Franco, so the second one had So the second one was a whole new cast. It's something good going on. It didn't have it. any human actors from the first one. Yeah, it was just Caesar. Just Caesar. Or I guess some of the other apes, too. Because he's out in the forest where he was taken when James Franco was a kid. He has his mecca that he tries to get to a lot of mm. violence happened to get there but he's got his world it's from when i watched it's 10 years later mm. it's 10 years later since rise of the planet of the apes when the starting dawn of planet of the apes and it's also two years since they've seen any human or any humans of any kind wow so yeah they build a whole city they build a whole they city have a whole ape city a whole ape city they got a whole, all the rules and he has you know but what he's had to deal with was funny goes back to the guy the ape that started it all in terms of the humans being gone was koba He's the one that's being a bitch and moving mm-hmm. around. Gets the guy sprayed. Koba is his like go-to guy, but Koba is the violence over logic guy. You know, like any of mm-hmm. these movies, like Pocahontas, like any of those movies where there's the guy who's thinking, and then there's the douchey guy who's pushing him, like Avatar. All those movies. So the guy's pushing him to violence, not thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they have their point of view, right? But you can understand it. But it's not usually you gotta think. Like there's, let's just not, you know. They just they go to violence or to fighting right away. Yeah. Without without doing any other option and Caesar's seen it all so his only concern is is a happiness for his people mm-hmm. a safe place for them to continue to grow because now they're all now you have more second generation uh, uh, virus apes because you have apes that he gave the smoke to because Caesar throws it in the cages get smoked they all get smarter right mm-hmm. but he's, I think he's smarter and, and better because he's still the first one they, yeah and they multiply like they're they grown. did it through their face Caesar did it through like the womb through like nine months of being born right? yeah he was like banging every piece of ape ass in that city <laughs> he was he was going all out there so two <laughs> no years. more humans they meet Jason Clark who's a pretty good actor not to be pretty good he's part of some society with mm-hmm. Gary Oldman which is trying to turn the power back on they reconnect with humans Caesar wants to be friends Koba does not and then trouble ensues right yeah. eventually leading to them getting the power on which Caesar tries to allow but Koba's being a dick you know all this why did this have to happen it could be good there are good humans and Caesar has to remind himself that he had a good human experience, what? Before Jericho Malfoy and all the bad people, and it was James Franco and his dad and his family who taught him everything, right? So he has to remember there is good in humans. He's just been so long, he doesn't remember any of them. Yeah, it's been a long time, and it's kind of they. It's kind of both sides have been isolated. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, it's hard to say because I do try to think about numbers sometimes. Like, I think there might just be this one ape city. Yeah, I don't think it's crossed the whole planet yet. But as far as what's going on in California, or I think it's like outside of San Francisco. Yeah, um, it's like they haven't seen each other. These two, these two factions. No, and then they, the in this second movie, they finally. Uh, first contact kind of thing yeah and I think they they probably would be the only apes of their kind I would think because that's I all think, from Caesar yeah. he's the father of if, all of it if that's the way it is unless there's some kind of more spread I mean maybe it's spread out more what spread was the virus yeah so the virus is what spreads so that was just human so I guess they're the only apes and now unfortunately when, when they got the power on which was good and bad Gary Oldman because who loses his kids so everyone's lost because just like we said one in 500 was a, was expected to live and with the virus, yeah, right? That was the big thing I was trying to remember. I was like, because you could tell in the second movie that Earth or 
Earth are like the human society. Yeah. The power's out. A lot of people are dead. They're just kind of wandering around. There's no like yeah. any kind of stores or And they got a lot of guns and weapons, so they get out word to the other humans. Woody Harrelson probably, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we're out here. Bring some weapons. And they're bringing like tanks and boats and stuff. It's, and that's the yeah. ending. And that sets us up for what we're about to see. War, War for the War. planet of the apes. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing unless it's a cool movie in the third in trilogy. So we're going to go ahead and stop here and then we're going to go watch the movie and we'll come back and just talk a little 10 more minutes about yeah, what we thought yeah, of it. For sure. And then uh, let you know what you thought about Planet of the Apes. This is Connor Falk, the What the Falk Show. Uh, witty informational conversation. I usually say I hope, but I think we did a good amount of that. Sounded of good. 27 minutes. I think we had like 19 minutes at least. Solid. Of witty nine. informational conversation. Uh, thanks for coming, Brooks. I'll see you soon. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Connor Falk, what the Falk show? Brooks Heavily, Brooks show, no bullshit. We are here post War of the Planet of the Apes. Exactly what he said. Um, <laughs> it's so a mouthful. You go. I think it was a great movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, good action. Good um, performances. Woody Harrelson, uh, Caesar, the main monkey, was really good. I thought yeah. it was fun. The main uh, chimpanzee. Yeah, I say monkey like. <laughs> default i guess it's 2017 eight. try not to be like that's, monkey racist that's okay? racist yeah come no, on baby what the fuck show we are a pg audience <laughs> uh okay so um we talked about it to start the episode we talked about how people i mentioned my brother specifically which was interesting that it could be one of the better trilogies of the last like 15 years mm-hmm. i mean one of the best maybe like a top five in terms of pound for pound entertainment per movie mm-hmm. not really a weak link when a lot of the movies have weak links you know sure. what i mean like one of the x-men's or one of what else? Like, um, there's always like one in the middle if they're if they keep going so long. And yeah. also with Planet of the Apes, like we were saying earlier, this is the ninth one, so yeah. it's hard to stand out. The eighth one, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight or nine. Like that. So overall, I mean, are you? Is was it better than you thought it was going to be, or was it about the same? Did you have really expectations? Going I thought it was good. I mean, it was pretty much what I expected. I think. Okay. I guess I would say like maybe like a seven out of ten. Like, yes. Solid. Well done. You know, not my favorite movie. Not. Nothing, uh, not that many surprises or anything. It's what you'd expect yeah. when you hear war, movie, battles. Well, in the new edition, you have a few new additions cast-wise. So Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. how did that play for you? He was good. Yeah, yeah he was a menacing villain. Because he was a different smart. villain from Gary Oldman from the previous one was endearing. You kind of mm-hmm. understood what he was there for. He wasn't necessarily military, but he had to have a gun because he was protecting the people. Mm-hmm. Whereas Woody Harrelson is pure military yeah, not there's not a lot of compassion. He's pretty dark. Yeah, you know, there's no sympathy for him. He 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 does tell some of his story at one point, but yeah, it's nowhere near uh, the Gary Oldman on the last one or someone that you really feel sorry for. He's more just out to to kill apes. Yeah, and what do you think about Steve Zahn? People talked about him being kind of the, one of the actors that kind of steals the movie comedy wise. I thought he was great. The, I didn't actually know it was him. It, until the credits and I was like oh Steve Zahn must have been that yeah. monkey that was very funny the one that pops up uh, about halfway through the movie and he, he brings a lot of I think good comic relief it was, that was, you know, was he's, he's cut some of the, the tension it, halfway through and kept things going well the tension exactly it was getting, it was you know? getting a little little dry because it's a, it's a heavy subject yeah, yeah it's serious I mean, I mean not too serious it's just what it is it's war and there's a lot of from the point killing. of view the point of view of the characters it's very serious they're like yeah. kind of the end caesar i yeah. think we can say because it says in the beginning of the movie that caesar starts on the run basically so post dawn when the the humans came he's now he's on the run and mm-hmm. he's number one target for this this humans that are trying to knock him out and right. there's different variations of the virus 
there's different choices that these people are making and determining on their own motivations and whatnot. And uh, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, it does continue things. And our yeah. our recap earlier really helped me remember everything. All the players, like you said, the virus is part of it. There's also the world, what's been going on with Ape City. Yeah. And then the, you think about what's been going on with the humans. There's a lot a lot of change between the last two movies. And that, that was good to, for me because I was kind of worried they would be similar. Like, a little too similar? Yeah, because Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I felt like they were going to battle the humans. But it was like it was a good like segue. Exactly. Because they really go all out in this one yeah. a lot more. And you can see. And this is probably more it. action of all the series wouldn't you say of actually like explosions and gunfire yeah rockets oh, yeah. and things i think a lot more in this one because you have the military aspect mm-hmm. i thought it was cool that like you talked about in the car that it can connect possibly to the 1968 planet of the apes the way it kind of ends oh, like, yeah. that doesn't really tell too much spoiler wise because want people to go check it out but right i think it's cool it extends to the fact of why the story is cool because we have like eight movies mm-hmm. of content and to, uh, like, it's fun to think about them into. in the same kind of world like yeah. we were saying and you can you can kind of like explain away i mean it doesn't fit all perfectly because because there has been so many and two different uh reboots of it yeah but, but yeah the essential story is still there it's just kind of like this one is has a its lens focused on a different time yeah. of part of the timeline before it's it, technically the, it's, the, it's a it's a good it's like okay think about this is it the best prequel trilogy of all time i think that's easy it could be beaten yeah it's like a it's like a good prequel because all we have is like what a good version of star wars we, prequels we have the new star wars prequels and yeah. i think the apes was better than that do we agree yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it's way better done, and it was it was yeah, it was good. I mean, the Star Wars prequels are a whole other story. I mean, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get into all that, but no, this was like a good bringing it back, and you were glad they did prequels because there was like a lot of people I would say too that with the Star Wars ones, you're just like, why make prequels? Yeah, maybe it would be better to do sequels or like something different. Yeah, this one you're like, okay, this is cool the way they explain things more and. They t- took the prequels and it just was, yeah, it was cool. It was a good franchise, good third movie. Go ahead and pay your, I say matinee or like if you can get a reasonable theater for like $10, 10 mm-hmm. 50 I'd say I'd do that. $15 yeah. movie, I mean, you might have to, but it's solid. Uh, next week we talk about Dunkirk. Go check that out. Christopher Nolan cool. looks awesome. Connor Falcon with the Falk Show. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, directed by Parents Phone. And the text message I just sent you and at my WTF show on every social media. We have Brooke Show and No Bullshit. Hell yeah. do, you, do you have a tag or anything of what you want to? Uh, just go to youtube.com no YouTube.com. bullshit YouTube. slash, pretty, slash no bullshit pretty popular website it's it's, yeah, it's moving been, on up we've been I've doing heard. well yeah it's, it's been, been doing good. it's been a lot of fun pretty good doing all right yeah, yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna be super rich pretty soon super rich someday just <laughs> so close uh giving you some rapid fire questions okay and okay you're almost out here for me yeah because you said 10 minutes i still got three more minutes go ahead of just words yeah, yeah, to yeah. throw at you are you ready go okay five guys are in and out five guys what five guys are in and out oh uh, in and out. Okay. You have Sharky's uh, Mexican food? Mm-hmm. That or Chipotle? Chipotle. Why? Um, I mean, I, just, I like Chipotle. Okay. I've only had Sharky's a few times, but I I know what you're talking about. It's just different kinds of okay. Mexican. Do you miss uh, Christmas in the winter <clears throat> when it was like snowing? When you grew up, you grew up in like some um, crazy yeah. wasteland. I mean, sometimes romantically, place. you know, I, I ideally, you know, you'd seen some snowflakes but not really i mean i don't like snow or the cold or anything as a grown-up nice 
Uh, I do like cooler weather. It's I've been in Florida for like the last ten Christmases, so yeah, it's been a little hot. But no, I don't miss snow that much. If you had to fight a werewolf or a vampire, who would you fight? Like you have to get in the cage with one of them. Um, and the, and the werewolf pretty hard. And, and, <laughs> and the werewolf was full werewolf, like it's a full moon. I so. feel like it's werewolf. Like some guy. I don't know. I guess maybe werewolf. You might have a better chance. Just not as they're both. They're both, cunning. Those are hard. Yeah. I don't know. It's like harder to kill a vampire, I guess. Yeah. Because you got to have like a steel bullet or something. <laughs> I think that's for wolves too, though. I don't know. Do you think uh, Kurt Russell or Kevin Bacon have had better careers? That's hard. I know. That's a hard one. You're really hardballing. I know. Dude, this is awesome. This is like an interrogation <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, a co- feel like you're a cop. Okay, what was it again? Kurt Russell and Kevin Bacon? Kurt Russell or Kevin Bacon. I would just, I mean, I would say it's splitting hairs because they're both awesome, but it's just different. Kurt Russell. Just because he's like the better hero guy. Okay. He's been in the cooler, like, uh, you know, Snake Plissken and stuff like that. Yeah. Are you excited for the new Jumanji? Oh, yeah. Really? Just because it's The Rock? Did you see the trailer? Yeah, it looks pretty good. The it way looks good. Doing it. Yeah, no, it looks good. I think it's gonna be funny. I mean, it's, it's actually I told someone about it the other day, and it sounded like I was I was telling a joke because I'm like, it's The Rock meets Jack Black <laughs> meets Kevin Hart and a hot chick. Yeah, because <laughs> this is still the funniest cast. But no, those guys are hilarious, and I mean, I really like the last movie with The Rock and Kevin Hart. Uh, Central Intelligence. It's pretty solid. So funny. So if it's any, if it's funny as that or kind of, I think it'll be good. Can you, uh, you're answering great questions, but you're just moving with every word. Because you're making me squirm. Stop. I don't know why you're doing that. <laughs> you can hear uh, that? Last question. And then you can, you can go, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, favorite Super Nintendo game? <clears throat> Original Super Nintendo? Yeah. I guess just uh you're in my we're, we're close in age so that was big for you too like, oh yeah yeah i had it I, i'm trying to pick i had a lot of games but yeah i would just say super mario world is probably the one i played the most super mario world yeah and that's post super mario 3 right that's the fourth one super yeah mario? yeah it's like the one that came out with super nintendo yeah i remember that map dude when you had yoshi around. yeah that was like the yoshi one when you can actually ride them yeah yeah it yeah. was like the first one with yoshi i think and you could actually ride them and do stuff and awesome. yeah it had that map Oh, that was a good one. And I play a lot of Ninja Turtles game on the Super Nintendo. Dude, Lost in Time, remember that arcade game? That was legit. That's the one, yeah. That yeah. Was, that's that's the one. On the Super, that's an arcade game, but there's a Super Nintendo version too. I played this shit out of Anyone that. listening born between like 1983 and 90, I think? Or maybe like 84 and 90 would have played Ninja Turtles Lost in Time. Yeah, yeah. It was like 91, I think, or 90. It was like yeah. right around there. Good times. Okay. Good stuff. It's kind of what the Falk Show, right? You got into it. What, what would you say is, if you have one word for your experience in this interview tonight, what would it be? Sexy. Sexy. I thought you were going to say magical. I'm going to be honest, but sexy works too. Sexy and spicy. Okay, and Brooks, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having to, me on. It was fun talking about it. Planet Good of the stuff. Apes. Falk, yeah. Audible. What the Falk Show, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Directory. Basically, it's on the internet. Have a good Falk night. Talk to you soon.